last time on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched The Crown, Season 3, Episode 2, Marketology. In that episode, Princess Margaret went to the U.S., and she had dinner with LBJ, and they had a wild time. Uh, she wanted more power to, to go do some goodwill in the world, and Elizabeth said, no, not going to happen. That was pretty much it. We'll follow up with all that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And just let her cry. are back again yes it is the crown yet again season two episode season three, three episode season three, three episode three where you bad. been man get get your act together come on now it's been it's, sorry sorry all right <laughs> what's new dave not too much Corey. there is some some crown news though yeah like to start some, off with that some cast you want to take that yeah well we know who's going to be uh Prince Charles in the fifth and sixth seasons of The Crown. McNulty mm-hmm. from The Wire. Dominic West. He's stepping in. Wow. That's the big get. Quite an aging from season two where he's a, a teenager to a man who's around 50-ish. <laughs> uh, well, season five and six is um, um, Dolores Umbridge is uh, mm-hmm. the queen, so... Quite a change there from Claire Foy, too. Yeah, maybe it's more of a leap than we're expecting uh, between seasons. Well, uh, I'd hope so after <laughs> yeah. the four-year change between two and three. Yeah, I mean, have we even really seen Prince Charles yet in season three yet, where we are? I don't think so, really. No, no, we haven't seen any children. Yeah, but uh, needless to say, we're pretty stoked about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, McNulty's the man. If you watch The Wire, you know how good Dominic West is. Yep, and he's on that one Eminem album. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he does like an interlude on an Eminem album. Oh, well, I mean, he's also in 300 as the bad guy. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's in that. Sh- he's in a bunch of things. Dominic West has just got a guy who's got a bunch of attitude who looked like he could assault Prince Phil in real life, I mean, or Prince Charles, either of them. He- he's jacked up. <laughs> yeah. And he's, so. uh, he's, he's, he's the man. It's going to be good to have another uh, prestige television actor join the ranks of... I mean, given the fact that was it, <laughs> he's already played in his career a guy who's a bit of a cheater in The Wire. He's been on that show um, on Showtime with the Brenda Fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brenda Fraser shows up on the season from there. <laughs> so, so the guy knows how to cheat, and that you need that when you're playing uh, Prince uh, Charles. So yeah. smart casting. And. Uh, I saw a, a screenshot. Who's who's Margaret Thatcher? Somebody good is is someone good I don't know, plays I've, her. I've, correct. I've really paid close attention to that one. Okay, I think I think I saw. Let me just throw this did in they, Google. Excuse my typing sounds. Did they get uh, you know, Meryl Streep? She won an Oscar for that. Oh <laughs> no no, it's 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 uh, Gillian Anderson from the X Files. Oh, Gillian, Gillian Anderson. Okay. Is she British or not? I know she's in a lot of BBC things. I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, she doesn't have a British accent. I know that much, but I just wonder why she always shows up in BBC material. She's American. Huh. 
Well, so do, do so they just a... do they just struggle finding British people to play uh, Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> That's why they, you know they had Meryl Streep in the movie. They got Gillian Anderson now. They just can't get a, a Brit to nail the role. Well, they got Lithgow to do Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. Now they're getting Agent Scully to do Thatcher. Thatcher. Yeah, it's a get. That's uh, it's a uh, interesting uh, interesting casting all, all around really. Source. Yeah, yeah. Um. But a bit of a step up from the, these two seasons where it's vaguely recognizable people, whereas those are definitely recognizable people in those roles. Yeah, yeah. I feel like since Eden, we haven't had anybody mm-hmm. of note. Yeah, I mean, is Anthony Eden even that recognizable? No, no, I just mean, I, I guess after Churchill, you, the rest oh. of them are kind of I mean, aside, Yeah, I mean, aside from, was it Matthew Good last year? Well, yeah, I just meant Prime Minister-wise. Oh, Prime Minister-wise, yeah. No, that's true. Um, is there any other down or crown news, Dave? No, but there is some news for for the the listeners of the Lords of Grantham. Well, I got one more piece though. So okay. that movie um, that Lily James is in, we all know her, uh, Lady Rose, Rebecca. You know the adaptation of that Rebecca de Mornier book. It's out on Netflix now with Army Hammer, and the reviews are terrible. So this is just me Was this telling the, you the Hitchcock one that you said not to not to watch. Yeah, well, you should watch the Hitchcock one absolutely. This one, stay clear. It's just my reminder of you for everyone there go and seek out the Hitchcock movie if you really want a good adaptation of a of a creepy old novel not this Lily James one unfortunately well that's fine I mean I wish her well yeah maybe we'll see her in, in movie too hopefully fingers crossed I mean that would be great I mean why not at this point I mean she would be a big get of the Downton cast she's been in a lot of movies since then that have done reasonably well I mean the yeah. Mamma Mia sequel Baby Driver um other you things? No, uh, Cinderella. Cinderella? She was Cinderella. I mean, that's why she left out in the first place. But I feel like the whole thing with the first movie was there There were these characters that they didn't get to include. Mm-hmm. And like Clarkson? Clarkson, <laughs> uh, Spratt and Danker, mm-hmm. that they they like didn't include because there was too much to do in the movie. But now we've kind of explored. We had like a whole 45-minute Tom Barrow subplot. Bring them, Bring them back, yeah. Bring them back. Let them, let them have it. And Lady Rose is a big deal. She's kind of the sequel, uh, Sybil's sequel. Sure. So bring yeah. her back. In for that. I have to hit up Jim uh, Jim Carter to see what he knows. Yeah. Text him. <laughs> now, Dave, what were you going to say? I was going to say, and you already know this because you lived it, we've been talking about bringing back the Patreon next month, November. Mm-hmm. And... The two of us were at a wedding this weekend, and we had a little Airbnb after, a little yep. socially distanced wedding. So we said, what better time to record a Patreon bonus episode than in person? And that we did. <clears throat> after so, one or two beers? We, we tried to figure out a good, like, easy talking thing that we could do after a long day. And we settled on ranking the Star Wars movies, all <laughs> the ones that we've seen. Yet another list of the Star Wars movies. But this one is uh, our, our good friend Sean, who was on the board game episode, and as well as uh, our Harry Potter Patreon episode, mm-hmm. comes in with some scathing takes. Yeah, Sean Moore really goes for it. So if you were, if you had any, uh, you know, you were on the fence about it, this is a full-on hour-plus episode, I believe. And it gets that w- is a little bit, a little bit loud <laughs> during it. And that's fine. That's what you get. That's what you're paying for. <laughs> yeah, the noise. I just have a feeling I'm going to listen back to the audio to do a little tweaking, and it, I'm going to just be shocked and say, uh-oh. 
Is this usable? <laughs> yeah, right. Were you screaming too loud? A little bit. A little, a little bit too rambunctious there. But, yeah, you know, we're here. We're keeping it tame for the crown, you know? Yes, we're, indeed. For the, the a very, uh, I don't want to say tame, but a very... Uh, heavy. Heavy. And somber. <laughs> An episode of this uh, podcast that I don't know how, how we're going to entertain you with with discussing that, that crossed episode. my mind too how do we make this fun well, well, well let's just start dave when do you usually watch the crown what time of day evening okay because well, I, I, you watch it i usually watch it day of so it's fresh in my mind i, I get up early in the morning I, I watch it before work and i put this on and it's like huh what's with all those kids and everything and then just the most horrible awful thing just happens and it's not even 8 a.m yet and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> well, did, did you notice the uh the dates yeah this is it's right now we are living in the memorial period of this tragedy today yeah. we're recording this on the 21st which mm-hmm. is the day of this tragedy yeah no it, so, it was eerie it was eerie I was, watching I was like, all right cool i'm i'm ready to go baby I, I watched like the first five minutes and i was like i think i want to climb back in bed and just call it a day <laughs> i'm good and it doesn't really improve in terms of uh, heaviness, no, no, it does not. It does not let up. Um, so it takes place. Uh, a lot of this episode takes place in Aberfan. This which is, is even in the name of the episode. Wales. Yeah, it's rainy. Uh, the show of mountain off in the distance. We have no idea what's going on. We just see a lot of, you know, following, tracking of some kids in the, the neighborhood and family life. What, what did you make of this at first, Dave? I thought this was. <laughs> I thought this was one of those red shirt moments that the crown always pulls mm-hmm. with the um, the reporters and the I forget the the episode with the smog where mm-hmm. we kind of get these characters that are built up just to disappear. But I had no clue that they would disappear so emphatically. I was thinking to myself, like, is this show gonna is this show gonna kill these kids? And yeah, I know it was like really teeing it up, and it's like, is it really gonna go there? And it, it went there. I thought uh, I thought like the teacher would be some Russian spy or something like that. <laughs> nope. Yeah, he was acting a little bit funky. That that teacher, he was really stern towards the kids and stuff. And well, hardly knew you uh, because of a tip drill. Um, there, there was a lot a lot of water coming down on the on the mountain where they've been uh, getting coal. They've been mining coal there, and it it's been flooding because it's been raining. And lo and behold, what happens when a, a coal hole? Uh, fills Dave with water. It's like a, a volcano of, of an avalanche. Of, yeah, of, it's like Dante's Peak of what do they call it? Like mine trash or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's headed straight for the town. It's. I mean, it's it's there immediately. Like, there's no you don't run away from that. They almost make it seem like, and I didn't bother to look it up, as if like everything just landed on this one school, it just avoided everywhere else, but just the school it lands on. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to know. Uh, I just know a lot of people got got uh, by this avalanche. A lot of kids. I was frankly shocked that the way they filmed this, like they it didn't feel like they handled it with much tact or or like uh, I don't know, just respect. Having the camera inside the room where they're all about to get sloshed by this avalanche, I was like, that's kind of. I don't need to see that. <laughs> that's that's a little aggressive. We don't need to relive this that happened. Not that I even knew about this in the first place but i don't need to see this you can maybe have the camera pull away from far away and just have a quiet moment let you know i don't need to see this teacher eat it in the face for a second by this whole thing not to mention the way they cue it up they have these two sort of 
workers run to the the guy, the boss, the foreman, mm-hmm. who's eating his breakfast. He's like, "Why are you bothering me?" And they're like, "Something's gonna happen." And they they all go outside, and there's another older dude mm-hmm. eating, and he goes, "Look!" <laughs> and then you watch it like it's gonna something's gonna happen, and then you know they're putting so much emphasis on these kids learning the song for an assembly mm-hmm. that it's you know I'm thinking some you know maybe the assembly get no the whole school just gets run he, through by this yeah. this mine waste yeah it's uh, it's truly horrible it's hard to even fathom that happening like that's incredibly awful uh, um and really the the rest of the episode just revolves around how do you react to that exactly uh we see wilson giving a speech at a hypermarket yeah, like going to Walmart. Yeah, you, you wonder why the prime minister is slumming it, giving speeches outside of the supermarket. But you know, we all got bills to pay, I guess. It's like if Donald Trump went and was like, hey, "Here's a Target." I mean, that's not below him, really. Uh, so yeah, Wilson has to he has to bounce, and uh, he's told that there being significant loss of life and that they need to have a immediate response. Indeed, and the Queen makes a statement. Mm-hmm. And that's about all she does for a little she, while. She has no hand in writing, writing that statement either. It, it's pretty... Oh, it's, it's, it's already written. We have uh, Michael Gregson comes in with a pre-written statement. Mm-hmm. And she goes, sounds good. Yeah. And now, is that the one that says the, the Crown doesn't have any involvement in, in accidents, only at hospitals? It, it, it's like something very callous and completely tone-deaf <laughs> to what's going on. Oh, and they're t- talking to each other? In terms of the statement that the, is the, put the out statement, there. I think, is just a statement of condolence. Yeah, it's pretty basic either way. Uh, but she, yeah, she's no in no hurry to go visit there or, or check it out or anything like that. But we have two people that are, and one of whom is uh, Wilson. Yeah, I mean, he, he's giving a statement on on what's going on uh, at the podium when people start hollering out while he's. Uh, He's, he's talking, you know, like, you, you, we told you about this. You, you knew about this. Like, just random people in the audience. What's going on? <laughs> you almost imagine him being pantsless up there on stage. Uh, just the way yeah. they're, they're shouting <clears throat> him down as they, they told him, you know, this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it is a... Uh, you feel bad for Wilson in this moment because he's he really doesn't have any stake in this prior to this tragedy no not, not at all I mean it, it's all the coal board's fault really yeah um, and the the show doesn't shy away from the brutal reality of what it looked like to clean something like that up no no people are there cleaning all with their masks off that, I don't know if that crossed your mind with the amount of fumes and coal like in the area I was surprised I mean I guess maybe different times but wear a mask with all those that coal fumes going yeah, around it is, the, it is the 60s so yeah but uh, they found 60 bodies so far and there's a moment where a whistle goes off and people think uh, they heard, hear something but it's because I guess their ears are already kind of popped from all the noise or something well the, the yeah the whistle is just a uh, signal to shut up so they can listen Mm-hmm. So it's, I think they heard oh, something, but gotcha. The whistle just goes woo. <laughs> yeah, hard to hard, hard to joke at this episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, not very uh, not very easy. It was also uh, 
There was too much coal, uh, water in the coal. Uh, it was two. Uh, it was uh, three thousand cubic yards. Three hundred thousand cubic yards. Good God! <laughs> they, how do you mess that up? Who knows? Just negligence, Who, straight you know, up. Five times the normal allowed size. Tip drills, man. Uh, but yeah, as I, as we were saying, yeah, you know, Wilson makes that statement, and people are hollering. It's a bit late now. We've been telling you for years it's dangerous. We told you it'd be dangerous. And Wilson has nothing to do but go home and just look at a photo of his wife and child and just feel heavy. Yeah, it seems like that's the big thing is reflecting upon leaving. And we also see that uh, after uh, Margaret comes in from some kind of bender. Right, so that was Friday. And now we flip the turn the page to Saturday. And Tony's like, I'm leaving. Read mm-hmm. the news. Yeah, yeah, it, it's front page news. Uh, well, even before we get to that, actually, that's Sunday you're talking about, Dave. Let's go back mm-hmm. to Saturday for a second. Wilson wants to persuade uh, Elizabeth to go. Uh, and she tries to make the point that, you know, they paralyze any situation they walk into, and he doesn't agree. You know, you need to put on the show. That, um and, and let them know everything's okay. Uh, well, she says, you think I'm going to put on a show? And he says, I didn't say put on a show. I said comfort people. Right. They, they need some comfort. And she doesn't respond and then literally clutches her pearls uh, <laughs> after he this walks This is such out. a weird look. And I know we get a, uh, we'll get to it later, but this spends a lot of time with the queen making a bad making bad decisions. Yeah, you, you wonder if she's clutching her pearls because she's fearing for what happened to all these people or she's worried about how it will come off because she just doesn't want to show herself you know to be vulnerable mm-hmm. or so. um i know we see it later in the episode she talks about appear yeah appearing vulnerable in public mm-hmm. so it's maybe this is just the internal struggle of how does one do that yeah so that's that's saturday now we go on to uh sunday woo woo right yes isn't, isn't that how the ludicrous song goes mm-hmm <laughs> isn't that sad this ludicrous song is su- saturday. it's saturday Oh, that was woo-woo. <laughs> okay. So the whistle went woo on Sunday. <laughs> Saturday is woo-woo. <laughs> now we're on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sun, Sunday. It is, yeah, there's, there's no woos going on. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, Margaret's sauntering in, and, uh, yeah, Tony calls her up. Or he had called her up. Yeah, he called her the day before, Saturday. Or mm-hmm. early in the morning. No, or late, the wee late, hours. late at night. Yeah, wee the hours. wee hours. Uh told her to go to the children's bedrooms and kiss him. Yeah, and he just said he explains his itinerary. He just walked around this town, mm-hmm. saw a lot of bad stuff. Like he heard the news and just went straight there to, to the scene of the, the action. And you start to think, like, well, when Tony is going there, maybe, maybe Elizabeth should go there, one of the royal family members, when he's the first to go of all people. That piece of work, Tony, Tony, uh, you gotta, you gotta sh- show up. <laughs> and not only does he go, but he goes and he really experiences it, and then he mm-hmm. disappears. He says he just walks and walks and walks. Yeah, and he keeps went to walking. the mortuary, and, and 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 all the nurses are there, and yeah, he just walks until he calls her. And you, you would just, I wonder about that timeline of like how long did he walk to then call her in the wee hours, and, and from what phone was he calling her from? We see he's at a payphone. He's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I mean, imagine that. Imagine that phone call being the switchboard operator at Buckingham Palace or wherever it is that uh, <laughs> the princess is living. Yeah, 
Where, where are you? Do doesn't matter. Just pet, put me through. Kiss the babies. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and the queen, she's, she kind of has a reaction of like, if I wasn't going before, definitely not going now. I can't, I can't deal with that kind of heaviness. Yeah. And then we got cut to, uh, well, we, after that, we see that there's the, the coal board is being really questioned here. As they should be. This is on Monday. And uh, we see the prime minister's wife is is full of that's energy. That's not his wife. That's his secretary. Oh, it's his secretary? Oh, I thought it was his wife. That's, that's why I was looking at his wife in a photo earlier, man. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't notice the difference between an old photo and a, and a person. Well, his secretary yeah. is trying to give him the ideal to keep the the calm in the government mm -hmm. and the way to do that is to shift the blame to the fact that the crown has done so little right because uh they don't want to yeah they don't want to blame the labor party and then the the coal board doesn't want to accept responsibility uh or what well they're being made into the scapegoats uh well and they need to be sure they take the blame but uh as the secretary is telling him, the behavior of the crown is symptomatic. You know, mm -hmm. not showing that they care is kind of why this predicament has happened. They don't care about the people exactly. Uh, but, but she has some harsh words uh, uh, for Wilson. <laughs> well, yeah. As, now, does this? Um, oh, the secretary does. I thought you meant the queen. Yes, the secretary. She says, "A, uh, a real leader, a real man, a real socialist. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to you, grow some balls." Yeah, you're pathetic, and you disgust me. <laughs> which is like after dealing with you can't blame me for not thinking it was his wife considering how Macmillan's wife treated him yeah I mean all these uh, all these prime ministers get browbeaten by their wives except for Eden yeah, who yeah. I think went, went solo and just uh, browbeat himself uh, yeah he just kind of takes it he takes it on the lip yeah and we hear that the Duke of Edinburgh is going uh so Phil is going, but still not Elizabeth. And Phil so. goes to the funeral of all the the kids. Right, and that's on Thursday. So that, that's Monday when we hear this spat uh, with Wilson and, and the secretary. And it's Thursday when Phil gets there. Yeah. What's going so on those a couple days? Come on. Clean up. And just a lot of... And we see the Queen journaling. I want to know what that journal is during those days. Like, what is she talking about? Probably nothing much. <laughs> I can't imagine. Probably, I, mean, I wonder. I wonder if she's kids, guilty. Probably uh, no. It's, it's probably well. Those days. I mean, it's probably worrying about her kids. Just thinking about that. You know, like everyone was. One would hope. I. She's a steely person. The personality in real life. I mean, we know this from even living through it with uh, the passing of Princess Diana. She wasn't putting herself out there at all or anything. And I mean, she claimed she was trying to stay close with the kids and stuff, but. It's just not like her to be out there. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I don't know. That's why we have this show to kind of fill in the blanks or to attempt to. Yeah. So, Philip goes to this service and there's a... They sing a hymn. Mm -hmm. And and the queen says, did you weep? And, oh boy, Phil wept. Well, I mean, he, he he's kind of, like, incredulous when she asks him. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Did you weep? I mean, I must have, shouldn't I? Like, well, what, what kind of question is that? You're a sick person. I'm going to leave. Uh, so 
yeah, and the thing is, it was also the same day trip. He he literally gets home after that on the same day. She she could just go there for a few hours and come back. It's not that big of a of a time to travel there. Um, but what does it take for her to go? I I don't know a lot. <laughs> well, I think the thing that pushes her over the line is she catches wind of this political move to put the blame on her. Yeah, I put mean, the she, guilt on her. You can already see the cogs turning a little bit when she talks to Phil and, and seeing how he felt emotional and stuff like, oh, maybe I should show up there, you know, even if I if I don't make a good appearance, just you, you got to show some face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the government's determined not to take the blame. And now it's a bigger discussion because there's a, a note in the paper. Well, there's a going. There's the idea is there. It's not actually in the paper yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a statement that's put out there. I don't know if it's in the paper, but it's, there is a statement put out there. They don't actually show it with a newspaper, though. It's like a, no. it's like an eight and a half by eleven paper. Yeah. So I, I was under the impression that it was not the actual newspaper. It was mm-hmm. like some leak. But that oh. makes the that makes the queen. That's the the straw that breaks her back to make her go. Yep. And she asks. Uh, she asks old Michael Gregson. Martin says, is, do I display emotions or should I be real queenie? And, and uh, he tells her, well, it's Saturday. Woo. woo. <laughs> so you Sorry. better show some emotion. Yeah. So you better show some emotion. Uh, I mean, it would be considered expected for this. <laughs> I mean, given that you're, you're visiting this whole thing. I mean, she meets with everyone. She meets with all the families and the kids and stuff and emotional. And there's another hymn that's sung. And she struggles to shed any tears yet again. I thought they show her like you feel it. Yeah. I didn't feel she was empty. I know the the, the show. No, she's heavy. This. You can tell she's heavy hearted, but we need tears. Tears are currency here. We need, we need uh-huh. that to count how much you care. Indeed. And I guess we don't really, we don't get them in the moment. No. She, she's she's holding them in uh, but that Sunday she's going to talk to Wilson because that statement that came out you know it, she does she does not appreciate people speaking ill of her you know actions or inaction in, in this case and she said Churchill would have had the courage to tell me to my face any of them and she, she name checks. She said, e- "Even a dean, or not a dean, uh, even Macmillan." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will tell him what's up, and Wilson's like, "Wasn't me." Whatever. You who wrote this wasn't me. What about what about everything else? Wasn't me. Uh, and that and that's I think why we have that scene with the secretary earlier in the episode to kind of shift the blame to like oh that's probably the person who wrote that and put that out there because it immediately follows you know that conversation at that but doesn't Wilson like there. name he says like some of my colleagues yeah did a couple it, of my so. colleagues yeah so he's he's passing it. he's trying to do he's passing the buck well as he should he probably didn't write it I mean that or that's what they're but he was in on it he he thought it was a good idea no I don't think he he's, he's in on it necessarily I I think it's more so he doesn't disagree with it yeah either way Wilson. Uh, he does good here, I think. He holds his own. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly Elizabeth complaining that, you know, no one even noticed that, you know, I, I dabbed an eye. And it's like, well, it's a little too late. You waited too long to show up. You can't just get credit for, you know, coming in late to work or whatever. 
I mean, she tries to rationalize after the war. She saw all these people who died. She saw her grandma, and she's like, I just didn't feel emotion. It just it isn't a thing for me. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It, it, does, it doesn't matter <laughs> what your tears say or don't say. You just, people need comfort. That's what leadership is. And it really, he gives a speech that's almost in conversation with our time today that the people who lead, no one needs hysteria from the heads of state. They need mm-hmm. someone who can be a calming presence in a lot of ways. Uh, and you just think of our world and all the populist leaders out there. That's exactly the, the opposite. I mean, you think of London right now with Boris Johnson there. Not quite that guy. So for w- what he's saying there, it's kind of just echoing through through time there. You, you just need to show up and, and try and reaffirm that things can will be okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you you know can't show much emotion or anything. You just got to show up. Yeah, yeah. And the episode ends with uh, Queen Elizabeth getting a record of this hymn that uh, mm-hmm. Philip heard them all sing as their sort of. He said they didn't get angry at the funeral. That's how that was their sign of solidarity was singing this song, mm-hmm. and uh, Queen Elizabeth listens to it and cries. I don't know about cries. She, I mean, she tries to shed a tear. It's, it's kind of locked you, up. You see, there's the a well. The, there's a well. Uh, it's welling. It's welling up. So it's a she, step in the right direction. She's hoping. I feel like they did something like this in the Queen movie where, like, she cries privately or something. Just because, yeah, she's not known for that public display of things. Um, the only other thing I, I've mentioned from this conversation is Wilson goes on about how he's uh, he's never done a hard uh, hard day of work. He, he's just a scholar. He prefers uh, brandy, wild salmon to tin salmon. Uh, Cigars brandy. to a pipe. Yeah. He, he, he likes the, the nicer things in life. But when he's out in public, he's got to smoke a pipe because that's what he knows appeals to his audience and, and will get them to maybe vote for him just because it, he's relatable that way. Which is real real nice, like, strange humanization of Wilson, mm-hmm. who is described as a, you know, a, a fly on the wall, basically, somebody that people don't notice a few episodes ago. And now you can see he's kind of trying to be an everyman. He's a spy, An average maybe. Joe. He's definitely a spy. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, it really speaks to political theater and, and just trying to, uh, well, not political theater, but, you know, the politics of things is just trying to really keep up appearances in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't necessarily jibe with your actual personal views. Yeah. And really, I think that, that, that really gets at the drama of this episode in a lot of ways. Like, it should be so obvious for Elizabeth to go visit this and do it day one-ish, and then she just sits on it. <laughs> you know, and it's like, there's something chasmically wrong with her where she just can't display this emotion there's something off there yeah and that's kind of what if i wonder there's like what what was it like at the time where's i wonder if there's some some reason that she didn't go that we don't know about probably not knowing how she is and how she perceived yeah but and and maybe i I do appreciate though that at least peter morgan here doesn't try to apply some reasoning for why she's as cold as she comes off as it's just kind of who she is she you know as she explains it she just didn't even cry when her grandma died and stuff it's just who she is and that that's that's the way to approach it you know sometimes they try to make inferences of this was the reason why things were like this with the crown or with elizabeth and stuff and here it's just like i got nothing and then Mm -hmm. then maybe that's the best way to do it (laughs) most accurate way to approach it she's just a person with flaws and her flaws happen to be dealing with conflict which is a very real thing to be nervous and tense and scared about yeah just don't don't do it just she can't cry what can you do 
But the episode ends with a little postscript about how she claims it was the biggest, uh, her regret. biggest regret, and how she's been to visit more than any other member of the royal family since then. Yeah, I mean, we see the total tally was 144 people dead, 116 children. Yeah, jeez, that's that's awful. And I think then the coal board mostly got away with it. I think for the most part, they didn't get flamed or not flamed but they didn't lose a bunch of money as much as they expected to so not good not a good look I mean yeah I mean probably worse than just a look just uh just bad all around you know Mm -hmm. yeah the NCB as an organization was not prosecuted and no staff was demoted you know so it was just pretty much negligence all the way around uh for them well, well, there you have it. <laughs> that was that. a record speed of a recap. That's what you get when your episode is so somber. Yeah, and I mean, there isn't much going on aside from a lot of quiet moments, a lot, a lot of uh, just setting with it, you know, and, and digesting it. Mm-hmm. This is actually the highest rank episode of the season on IMDb as a 9.4. Interesting, uh, interesting. It was yeah. tough to watch. Yeah, it was not not very pleasant at all. But I th- I feel like it's one of the more insightful ones about Elizabeth and just a, giving us a real understanding of who she is. I feel like than other episodes that sometimes she's just a tough nut to crack, and that's all there is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, man, I can't wait for Saturday, Dave. Woo woo! <laughs> Please, yes. Uh, we want to move on. Was this a good episode for you, Dave? I don't want. It wasn't a bad episode, but it wasn't like good. It was a. It was tough to watch. Uh, you know. What about you? It was. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was appropriately solemn. Yep. So. Um, rankings. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Going down number three. I got Wilson's secretary. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay tries to get the the blame shifted but she gets intercepted and she doesn't get her way okay well number three i got the national coal board okay they're my number two <laughs> well i mean they, they got to take a lot of the blame they, they didn't uh they didn't they, they didn't listen to the complaints or anything or do anything to fix it they let it happen Mm-hmm. so uh shame on you shame on you for eternity national coal indeed coal board. yes indeed well, number two, I got Aberfan. The, the town? The town. That's a lot of death. That's a lot of horrible. So Okay. I don't know if well, it's appropriate to put them on the down ratings. I have the I have the victims at number one. Well, oh, okay. What? Well, I mean, I, well, <laughs> that answers that. I guess if you think it's okay, then it's okay. I mean, uh, number it's a, one. It's a terrible week. It's a terrible moment in history. Yeah, number one, I got the queen. She messed really? up. She royally messed up this time. You need to show up day one and, and be there and, and show your emotions this is a stain on the record that's why it's her biggest regret you know she carries it with her so and she doesn't necessarily learn anything this episode (laughs) she she just takes it on takes it all on i feel like she learns she 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 regrets things and she clearly makes um she makes moves to sort of remedy that that initial wrongdoing but i guess in the narrative of the episode we don't see that remedy i feel like it's more she comes to an understanding of like this is what i have to do but it's not like a learning like i just kind of have to do it 
Well, I get the feeling that the fact that she's been there more than any other member of the royal family means that she does feel some kind of connection to the place and her regret is being paid forward in the future. Yeah, but it's only after she she lost one. Yeah, so that that postscript and the fact that uh, she has the the guts to to call Mm. out Wilson is why the queen is number three on my uprankings. Does she call out Wilson, really? Yeah, she said that Churchill would have would have talked to me like a man and not gone behind my back. All right. Well, and she's th- trying. <laughs> well, number three, I got the private secretary, Marsha Williams, because she gets the goat of Elizabeth, and she also tears into Wilson. Congratulations to her. And I, I think the message gets out there. I, you, you think it doesn't. I think it, it was received. Well, I feel like the public probably did receive it, but I don't know if it ever made it to the... I'm sure it would have been a plot point if it was in the headlines. Yeah. But... Well, that's why she's number uh, three three for me. And number two, I got Tony. He has the wherewithal to just immediately go. Nobody has to tell him. We see he's kind of a flawed man as far as his marriage and his moral compass, uh, mm-hmm. romantically speaking, and his, all that. But we can see as a human, he knows what's important, and he knows, you know, like he uses his privilege to get on the front line of history. Yeah. So that's why I got him. I thought about him, but he's not in the episode quite enough to really Mm -hmm. have him in there. Uh, So I have Wilson at number uh, two. Okay. He does a good job of explaining things to to Elizabeth of, you know, why she needs to go there and why it matters. And I think if anyone learns anything from this, it's from that, you know, from him explaining that to her. Mm -hmm. So kudos to him for, you know, really settling into his role and, and doing his job. And that is why I have Wilson at number one. Okay. Because I think that all of this goes in hand in hand with the the fact that he takes it. Like he he knows that as a politician, not only does he have to make himself more presentable, but he also needs to take a licking when it's time. And he has to he has to be that guy who gets kind of takes the blame for something, even if it's mm-hmm. not his fault. So Yeah. I'm you know I'm in a Wilson, good good job. Yeah. Well, I got Prince Philip number one. The guy really? went out there and he shed tears, and then when he came home, his wife asked him, "Did you shed tears?" And he was like, "Who the hell do you think you are? I'm Prince Phil. Of course, I shed tears. I'm a man. I shed I'm tears. Human. I'm human. I shed an everywhere. Icebox. Yeah, I cry everywhere. Okay. Um, I think I thought it was, I thought it was interesting how it kind of independent of everything just goes and does it. Like they say, he's just going to do it. And it's like, was there any conversation with Elizabeth or anything? He just shows up there, which is like, yeah, they're like he's on his man. way. Yeah, assume your role, you know, do it. And it means a lot. And so I think him kind of showing up Elizabeth at her own game in terms of being, uh, you know, representative of the crown, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. I mean, it's more than Tony just walking for miles and well, t- calling no, Tony's, Tony's gone immediately. <laughs> well, yeah. And then he's super gone, just walking. But he never gets assigned to go. Philip gets assigned, no. told to go. Tony goes on right. his we own. Never, we initiative. don't see how it's assigned or, or who assigns it or anything like that. We just see he's looking kind of like Ugh, in a limo. Yeah. Whereas Tony sort of disappears. He tells Margaret, "Like read the news. I'm getting out of here. I got something to do." Mm-hmm. So that's it. I mean, that's it. Again, we don't really see for for the purpose of the rankings. We don't see if Marsha Williams' message gets out there. Just so that we know that newspapers have been tipped to it. So she has to go, but either way, 
you know, credit to, to Marsha Williams for making waves either way on our, our uh, on our rankings. Sure. Yes, yeah, she showed up. She she evens herself out. She will not appear. <laughs> her my negative three and your positive three means that she does not make any waves. In fact, she does nothing. <laughs> just there. It's just but there. another name on our list. Always fun to add people. Yeah. Well, hopefully next week's crown is a, a bit more. Uh, Positive. I don't think they'll they'll beat us down again. Imagine binge watching the show and dealing with two tragic episodes back to back. Yeah, I know. I mean, even Margaretology was a very fun episode, all things considered. But the ending was kind of like, bum, sour note. Margaret will never get any power and will be kept in place <laughs> because Elizabeth says so. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Uh, but yeah, that's the crown for you. You know, that's real life for you. Not always sunshine and rainbows. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. All right. What else is there to talk about, Dave? Uh, do did we talk about last week that the entirety well, of the Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins yeah they got saga has has moved to Friday? Yeah, it's, it's no longer on Monday, so we we have to wait for, to the next week to update people. And I I just saw briefly. I think that there's just sort of. A retread of what we already start. I don't think there's any new information. I think they just sort of introduced the Fox audience to the the group. Mm-hmm. So I don't think any big steps forward. But just when we thought this thing was over and we could move on, pulls us back in because it just won't end because they have no other plot lines for them to to be embroiled in. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, are you watching anything else, Dave? Is, uh, this feels like so weird to be such a short episode of The Crown. <laughs> I would say yes, but honestly, I haven't been watching much. This has been a very uh, busy week for us. We were both groomsmen in a wedding. We were. Um, we we're both in a movie club where the the theme of the month is epic films, so I'm kind of caught movies. up in watching long movies. So, And life is life, you know? It's a... yeah. It's a crazy time out there. So, no, unfortunately. What about you? Uh, there's a new volume of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Now, I watched oh. the first, I only watched the first of a few of the first ones that came out over the summer. Weren't really for me because they're all just missing persons, murders and stuff. I thought there would be more Supernatural this time. I, I thought they had mentioned that. And that's what I like about Unsolved Mysteries is when they got the El Chupacabra, like, claiming people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like the, the far out there, like, sci-fi ones. It's still just people missing, and it's like that's that's too scary for me. I, I don't need to see, hear about people going missing because they got killed somewhere. I want to see more UFO abductions and stuff on unsolved mysteries. Can we bring yeah, those geez, mysteries back? Those still aren't solved. Enough true crime that we can get some some Area Fifty One stuff. Yeah, I mean, not to say that the true crime isn't crazy and cool. I mean, it's also very creepy. The the first episode of this this volume has um, a former political figure wandering around at night with the last footage of him alive before he was killed uh, like found in a uh, a landfill or whatever like that's just creepy to me I'm watching borderline stuff filmed with seeing this guy's last breathing moments it's so creepy I don't know uh, but I'm watching it it's it's Halloween time time for spooky stuff and I guess murder sure cool well <laughs> cool that's all I got nothing nothing new here yeah no one last thing because we know Jingle Jangle is coming down the pike uh, Usher released a song for the movie Everyone is involved with this production. Wow, I'm impressed. Usher. Yeah, I think that this is what we'll watch after we wrap the crown season three, because that'll be around Christmas time, I imagine. Yeah, sure. And we'll jingle jangle all the way. 
perfect. We couldn't ask for a better <laughs> a better cherry on top of this very sad episode. Somber yep. episode. Yep. Yeah, so on that note, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email us at lordsgrantham at gmail. I know sometimes I post photos on Instagram that are kind of blurry. Look, I, I try to pull the best photos I can find online that encapsulate an episode. And then sometimes people complain they look about good that? I don't know. I upload on the Instagram and they look so much fuzzier than I imagined. And it's like, well, it's already out there in the world. Too uh, late. Too late. People know we're not the, we it. don't. That's not the content we create. This is the content we create. It's all we're, audio. We're, we're paying homage to the content that we viewed. Yeah. And if people want more content of us, Dave, where can they purchase it? Patreon.com slash Lords. I don't know if it's Lords underscore of underscore Grantham. Just go on Patreon and search Lords of Grantham. And then we also have merch at. Uh, it's a pin tweet on our Twitter for T Public. And there you have it. That that's how you find us. And hopefully next week we'll be a little bit more upbeat and have a lot more success. I, Dave, this was a fifty-five minute episode. I think the next one's fifty-seven. We're inching back up to the hour mark. Oh boy! Come on, Netflix. Well, don't worry. It comes back down eventually. Okay. Good. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we'd be cashed out. We're just not finishing the crown. You know. No, we would have to finish the crown. We still have to finish the crown. We are committed. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on the Lord's Grant the Podcast. So long.